Hi everyone, it's Ashley, or better known as Mrs. M in the business technology shop in Old Colony Regional Vocational Technical High School. And this is the Busy Teacher Podcast, a podcast about my experiences while navigating the lands of being a new teacher and how I'm using my experiences to improve my teaching practice, improve student engagement, and also manage my work-life balance. So I hope this podcast helps you improve those things for yourself And let's continue to see what this episode is about. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Busy Teacher Podcast. Today, I am using this podcast to respond to another podcast slash article from John Spencer, and it's called We Want Students to Be Creative, But How Do We Assess This? This article actually came through my email a couple weeks ago, and I put it on my start list to read later, and I'm really happy that we get to respond to it in this course because at the time I read it, I know I skimmed through it, and now I get to dive deep and really understand what he's talking about and relate it to my own teaching practice. So this is exciting. So John starts his podcast with, we value what we assess. As teachers, when we assess our students, the information that we're assessing them on or the performance tasks we want them to do, we think it's important. So we assess it. We see how they're doing. And as teachers, we should value creativity. So the easy solution to this is, yeah, let's assess creativity too. But this doesn't always work the way we assess other things in school. So John talked about a story where he tried to assess creativity and it actually backfired on him. So He put it as an extra criteria on his rubric. So there was a category that said takes creative risk or something similar to that. And it actually caused the students not to be creative, but they were afraid to be creative because now there was points attached to it. Now they they thought they had to do it right because it affects their score. So they would be asking him for reassurance, like, hey, is this what you were looking for? Is this being creative? When that wasn't the point. <laughs> and it actually led to worse creative, creative thinking and a lower performance. And that's obviously not what he wanted. Um, and it's hard. Because creativity, and John says this later in his podcast, it's not one thing. There is no one type of creativity. In this course, Lesson Designed for G Suite that I'm taking, we took a quiz at the beginning about what Adobe thinks our creative type is, and there's a bunch of different types. But even then, to put us into categories when it comes to creativity, it just doesn't make sense. Creativity is a bunch of different things, and it's also subjective. So for those reasons, it's hard to just throw that on a rubric and have it be successful. It's hard to prove what is creative and what is not. I took a course as part, I'm a chapter 74 teacher, so we had to take courses through um, MAVA. And we took a whole course on creating units of instruction, creating rubrics and all this stuff. And the one thing that I remember from what my teacher said to me was, when you create a rubric, what you assess cannot be subjective. It's got to be a yes or no. Because if for some reason you assess two students differently, not on purpose, but by accident, or a student doesn't get a grade that they're looking for and they show their parent and then the parent's coming at you asking why the student got this grade, 
you have to be able to say this, 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 and this, compare it to somebody else's work. If it's a creative assignment, you go, well, to me, it just didn't look like it was creative. Or to me, I don't know, the colors, I just don't like them. That is not going to cut it. That parent is going to be really angry with you. So it's hard to put creativity in a rubric. I don't think it's possible to have it work. Um, And this is something I want to teach design and visual communications one day. And this is something, I won't say I'm dreading it, but I know it's going to be difficult because they actually do assess on visual design and stuff like that. So I don't know, something I need to figure out later on. But yeah, creativity is important in all subjects. So how do we do it and how do we make it successful? And John talks about three major shifts that helped him make creativity assessment successful in his classroom. So the first one was, instead of putting it in your rubric, because that didn't work, focus on the creative process. Add more process work to what your students are doing. Now, I have a graphic design degree. I have a BFA in graphic design from UMass Dartmouth. And my college experience was all about being creative and assessing that creativity. So I have a lot of experience with this. And when we did a project in college, it was always required that we had to show our process. We would create a process book or some kind of thing that showed our process of how we got to our result. And though at the time it seemed, oh, another thing to do, I'm so stressed, blah, blah, blah. When I look back on it, I know that the process book was maybe more important than the result because it talked about all of the creative things you did to get to that result. And I think it's really important. So I'm currently thinking about how I can bring that concept back to school and have the students not feel like, oh, now it's another thing I have to do. Maybe I could take a project that I have and have them record the process as they go And then that together becomes their process book. We could use a Google site. We could use a Wakelet. I don't know. Something where they can just over time journal it. And then they don't have to create it at the end. It just happens through the process of creating the thing. So I'm thinking about that. And that's something I'm going to explore in the future. But yes, I agree. Process work is how we show how we were creative. Not the actual thing you come up with. Um, Because it's a lot of decision making. And then the second shift he talked about is you focus on growth and improvement as a teacher rather than achievement. Being creative is not an achievement. It is a process. And he talked about a teacher that used, um, I guess it was just a social activity called the epic fail. So it'd be like an exit ticket. My epic fail today was this. Next time I plan to do this kind of like a self-reflection, but in a fun way. And using the word epic fail in itself is cool because an epic fail to a, a kid, it's like a funny video, like you tripped over something or it's something that isn't, it's a fail, but it's funny or it's a fail and it's not like life crushing. It's just like a, ha I'll do that better and move on. So when he's using that verbiage already, it's taking the burden off of failure, which I think was really cool. And yes, there's a difference between failing, an epic fail, and being a failure. Failing is a verb. It's not always. It's a thing that happens and then you move on. Being a failure is a noun. Like, that's an identity. And that's heavy. 
you don't want your students to feel like a failure ever. And if they do, you have to reverse that. That's part of your job. So to use that epic fail verbiage, it's driving the idea that failing is temporary and it's a learning experience and we move on. And that's something that I don't think enough teachers help students realize because a lot of the way school is, testing, MCAS, it's high stakes. It's yes or no. It's pass or fail. And if a student fails, they feel like it's their fault. And it's it's a really sad environment. So we have to drive that idea that no, failing is temporary. Um, and learning is a process. And failing is part of it. And that's okay. And sometimes you have to just keep doing that. you got to drive that culture because they may have grown up with an idea of failure that's much different than what how you see it and how they should see it. So I think that's really important. So we should give them permission to make as many mistakes as it takes to get successful. And that's something that um, is mentioned in the podcast as well. And I, I agree wholeheartedly. In graphic design school, I, I would say, guess what? I felt like a failure a lot. I did. And it wasn't good. You know, like if we had, we would have critiques. For example, my senior project, all the work was done outside of the classroom. And when we came into the classroom, that was the critique. That was the opportunity for me to show everyone what I've worked on, the process, and have them give me feedback so I can revise and do better next time. It was that whole process of failing or succeeding or learning and move, and moving on and doing it over and over again. So we had peer critiques all the time. We had portfolios we kept. And that process to me going through that has made me a more creative individual. I remember being a junior. So my freshman and sophomore year, I felt like I was doing pretty good. I had some tough instructors um, that helped me improve, which was good with their feedback. And then junior year, I took classes with an instructor. Everything was great. Everything was awesome. This is awesome. This is good. Awesome. So I never really got constructive feedback. I never got any negative feedback. And when I brought those pieces to my big portfolio review with the instructors I used to have in my sophomore year that pushed me, they looked at my work and they said, this is not your best work. And I was crushed, of course. Um, so I made it a point after that review to always take the instructor who would give me the most criticism and the most feedback because I knew at that point that failing was not an identity it was a process and it has to happen you have to have bad feedback you have to have people call you on not doing your best sometimes to actually do your best and i'm trying to be that type of instructor but at the same time i need to know my, i need my students to know that i support them and i am behind them and i just want to see them succeed so i'm trying to figure out that balance to this day but yes focus on the creative process Focus on growth and improvement. Drive that idea that creativity is a process and you keep getting better. And then the last shift that he talked about is self-assessment. So creativity, we shouldn't assess it as part of the rubric. It should be assessed in a different way. And you can do that a few different ways. One of them is just giving them creative feedback. You don't grade it. And that's something that John Spencer suggests, which I think is awesome because the students will still internalize that feedback and use it later, but there's no stakes attached to it. So they're not scared to take risks. I think that's a great idea. Um, and self-assessing on creativity is a great way for students to keep it private. Some students, you know, they don't want their stuff out for the world to see. They're not 
always proud of their work. They just kind of do stuff to get by or they don't have that confidence level. So if we ask them to self-assess and that could be part of that process book, they do the process then they reflect at the end of how they think it came out, what they would do better next time. And we drive that every single time and they reflect on how creative they were or not. They're going to hopefully in a perfect world, find motivation to keep going and keep getting better. So I definitely agree with all the things that John Spencer talks about. Creativity is a huge, huge issue for me because I am a creative person myself. And teaching in a business field, yeah, we have to be creative. But the ways that I've seen business taught or I've heard about business being taught is the complete opposite. It has to be less multiple choice and more concept map, less yes or no and more maybe this or maybe that. Um, That goes back to the this or that thing I talked about um, two episodes ago. So yes, I agree with John. I think that assessing creativity is important, but yes, we have to do it right. And I'm looking forward to practicing some of his suggestions in my future assessments with my students. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. And I encourage you to try to assess your students' creativity in whatever subject that you teach.